0: Hello, and welcome to episode 33. We're back in season one, and it's another one of those two-part tales. Hello, Ian. Hello, Eric. Hello. We've just been talking there. We have some uh, form of trepidation right now, do we not? We do.
1: Um, We we think that Eric's computer may have passed through some sort of horrible gas cloud and now has gunk destroying it. (laughs) If uh, I see it's brown not blotches, too well, is it?
0: I know. If I see brown yeah. blotches starting to appear on the casing, yeah, uh, we might as well quick. just scrape yeah. it off with a tray like Dana does, and uh, just give up. Have, uh, no, you tried, I, I, I was going
1: to say, if you tried shouting maximum power at it, <laughs> see what happens <laughs> with
0: my arms yeah. aloft. That might happen at the very end. No, today's episode it, it was hopefully going to be you know uh, brought to you by my brother, who's uh, very kindly donated a laptop for all my podcasting things, but uh I can't get <laughs> I can't get Ian on board with it. I've had to go back to this heap of junk here. So uh hopefully we're gonna that get does, through that. That does episode. sound
1: like I'm just Yeah, that does sound like I'm just like not not happy to be doing this. I <laughs> it is a technical aspect. I think I think we can blame Facebook on this one, but I don't know. We blame Facebook for a lot of things but I mm-hmm. I my feeling is it's Facebook playing up on this one.
0: I do too. Yeah. All right, so hopefully we're going to have a niggle-free uh, recording, It'd be nice, unlike it? last week, which uh, <laughs> last week <laughs> you folks out yeah. there listening don't know just what we uh, had to go through to uh, uh, get through last week's. But uh, here we are. Um, hopefully everything's going to go okay. And as I said, you know, it's one of those two-part stories. This is one where we've got actually two characters. Yeah. Uh, today we're talking about Sarkoff. Later on um we're going to be doing all the space pirate stuff um so today we're ig- ignoring quite you know unjustly all the liberator stuff aren't we yeah
1: although sarkov is some in some of it isn't he that's his, he is his,
0: but his, yeah we're uh, going to mention him at the very end yeah. but yeah mainly we're talking about you know sarkov on a planet rather than Sarkoff on the liberator yeah, all right and we'll,
1: we'll be eating our uh chocolate covered coconut bars uh in honor of this episode won't we
0: do again. Is this something that travels outside of England? Does Lindor mean anything to anybody in America or Australia or anywhere? I, because yeah. here in the UK, you mention Lindor, you don't think of Blake Seven, you think of chocolates. Yeah,
1: Lindor chocolates, Bounty chocolates. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh, very yeah, good. But Lindor is uh, yeah, it's definitely chocolates. Expensive, but not particularly nice chocolates.
0: No, 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 yeah. They, they thought they were sophisticated, yeah. but they're not, they're, you know.
1: They're, they're not as sophisticated as a Ferrero Rocher, and that's saying something. Right?
0: Another Blake 7 connection. I've seen many a person mention that uh, the opening credits of Season 4, the planet looks a bit like a Ferrero Rocher chocolate, and indeed it does.
1: Yes, yeah, you're right.
0: Mm, yeah. All right, so here we go. We're talking about Sarkoff today. Um, Watching this episode for uh, this show, I'm starting to change my opinion um, on season one. When we first started doing this show, Ian, I think you said your uh, preference for seasons goes a straight one, two, three, four. Yeah. Is that right? That's correct. Right. And I said in return, oh, I go two, one, three, four. That's correct, yeah. But... Yeah, but I'm thinking now the, the the more we've been looking at the season 1s, I'm I'm actually changing my opinion now. I I'm 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 turning more to I like the season 1s more and it's for the same reason that you've said. I like the political side of it. I like the subversive, you know, not melodramatic, not, you know, space fantasy. Uh, Blake Seven. I quite like this like talky, character-driven season one.
1: Yeah, th- this episode especially sort of almost encapsulates the difference between season one, most of season two, and season three and four, in that it is split into two halves. One half is a very good discussion on political realities, and the other half is some comedy space Arabs <laughs> stealing the Liberator. It... <laughs> this is such a bipolar i i don't i think this is the weakest episode in season 1 but that tells you how good season 1 is i think mm. um i i was trying to think is there i mean mission to destiny is sort of a weird little episode in its own but i think that sort of holds up all the way through even though the the obviously the 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 mystery is about as mysterious as as nothing. <laughs> um, but I think this is the weakest, but it's not the bit we're discussing today that's weak. It's the second half.
0: It is. And this story, Bounty, is a story where I think, uh, Bounty, what happens in that one? Because it, it's almost instantly forgettable.
1: Yeah, well, when when you said about it, well, you said we're doing Bounty, and I, it took a few moments, and then you said Sarkoff. It's like, oh, yeah, that one. Mm. Yeah, it's very much... Uh, I mean the the fact that it's named after the second half of the episode. This should have been called something else, you know. Like I, I could probably a hundred different names you could bring on Sarkoff and that. But to call it Bounty is sort of someone's watched this and missed the point.
0: Yes, yes. Because the majority of the story is on the planet. It is to do with Sarkoff. Yep. The subplot, really, you know, is the subplot. But it gets the title, like you say.
1: Yeah. Well, normally we we always say that like we you get a, a bit of a dodgy story, and you always go, "We're okay as long as it goes back to the liberator." We've got the, mm. and this is entirely the opposite. Is the scenes on the liberator? Other than you know, we've got we've got lovely acting from uh, Paul Darrow and Michael Keaton, and that. other than that, the liberator scenes are are pretty much awful.
2: Mm.
1: You know, yeah. it, it, it's weird. It's a total inversion of our normal. ...sort of expectations of Blake 7.
0: That's very well put, yes. And and totally forgettable. When I watched this, you know, when I first got it on DVD... ...and then, um, you know, watching it for this episode... ...I'd forgotten all the stuff on The Liberator. I remember Sarkoff and his hat and the tower and his daughter but the rest on the liberator and i remember the space arabs as you yeah. say um but but the actual you know uh details of yeah. the liberator bits it's like i don't remember all. is that at all. is that because
1: whenever you watch it you get to the, when they go on to liberate when you switch off you go on to another episode because i know i've done that before but you're right i i, I remember the Sarkoff bits really well and then watching it through and get to the the bit where they go up to the liberator, and it was like, well, I remember, I remember these r- racist, stereotype Arabs, and I remember Jenna betrays everyone, and and isn't very convincing, and that's all I remembered. And then you watch it, and you realise why, because it's it's pure filler. Mm. I'd have rather mm. have stayed on the planet and had another twenty minutes of Blake trying to convince, or Callie even. I mean, she's superb in this. Callie trying to convince Sarkoff to do the right thing.
0: Well, there is an awful lot of filler yeah. in this episode, which we'll <coughs> talk about on behind the scenes, and um, most of it is actually uh, the planet stuff that is filmed, yeah, on location,
1: so, yeah, on
0: location, yeah, yeah. I, I, All right, well,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm again end. of the, I'm, a, I'm of the opinion again on this one that they perhaps got to the location and either they had an elaborate script and they got to the location and, and saw the building and went yeah, that ain't going to work, and had to make something up. Or they got to location and they said, okay, where's the scripts, lads? And they went, oh, <laughs> I left them back in the in the dressing room. Oh, well, let's just run around for a make bit. Make some, yeah. something up,
0: yeah. Yeah, it does have a feeling of it that, does, doesn't yeah. it? All right, all right. Well, let's get into it. And, uh, yeah, the episode starts. And uh, for once, and I think the only time, yeah, it is the only time, it actually opens in my neck of the woods, which is the Kent countryside. Um and you've got Callie Yeah um hiding in the trees. What is she wearing?
1: Well she's dressed as Pat Butcher, isn't she, for some reason.
0: I've got Bet
3: Lynch.
1: Yeah, same same sort of thing. She's dressed as a, a, a nineteen late nineteen seventies barmaid. Um I don't it's... yeah, I don't and, and Blake's got his lovely coat on. We know Callie had a lovely anorak. That's my anorak. Yeah. That's
0: the anorak you made that's right, me. That's yeah. I was like, ooh, that, that's me with a picnic hamper. Yeah,
1: what I was going to do, because the choice was, I either made you Blake's coat, his anorak, or I made you that leopard fur one. So I'm glad oh. I went with the one you wanted.
0: Why did you tell me that? All right, I'll send you that one back. I want I, I want the leopard. You could have had that, yeah. Um, I don't well, think it's a leopard. I think it's a cheetah. I think it's yeah. actually meant to be, at, be some cheater, sort of cheetah yeah. skin. It's awful.
1: Yeah. Well, weirdly, because in this the the guards in this are, are, are thick as bricks aren't they the federation troopers <laughs> and you know that just coming up so they almost walked past her and i thought perhaps she's really clever and she's worn the the leopard cheetah coat and it's like camouflage so they looked and they went is that a leopard oh yeah it's a leopard we don't have to worry i perhaps that was why they missed her because again it no makes, peripheral vision makes, yeah
0: yeah i know there's no peripheral vision but that makes no sense you cannot blend in wearing something like that in yeah. the Kent countryside. I've, I have yet to see a leopard or cheetah walking around the Kent countryside, and I've walked around a fair bit of it, I tell yeah, you. But, you know, oh. but
1: I rave you then that, that wearing a, a horrible faux leopard skin coat and big boots, that is perfect camouflage to hide in Kent. Because that's what most of the uh, ladies in Canada Yeah,
0: I've been out on a Saturday night. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, right, fair enough. Okay, maybe this is early on a Sunday morning. Yes, yeah. And yeah, they don't see her. That that, that patrol, oh. You said in a very early episode that you had, um, you know, made a a Federation Guard outfit. you have worn the helmet. And now I've got one. Yes, you're... definitely have tunnel vision uh, your um, side and up and down vision is very very limited
1: yeah there's there's a there's sort of a reason that modern military don't use helmets that cover your eyes like that <laughs> people wear goggles and things for night vision that, but they during the day they there generally is definitely, yeah a reason. there's a reason for that because it, it it causes you to miss leopards running about <laughs>
0: Yeah, so yeah, that she's there, um, in a leopard outfit. You've got Blake in, in the Squatting in the woods, yeah. Uh, squatting <laughs> that's, that's a good way of putting it. She's squatting in her woods, you've got Blake in his Anorak yep. um and, and that with Picnic the, yeah, hamper. Yeah, with his
1: picnic hamper. Which bizarrely yeah, yeah, yeah. contains just one grappling hook. <laughs> what the hell? That who packed that for him?
0: Before they go down to that planet, they must have wrecked it, yeah. you know. They know roughly where it is. What on earth made them think, yeah, we need just one grappling hook and rope.
1: Well, think of think of the logic that went into that. So they said, what are you taking down with you, Blake? Mm, ooh, um, I'm going to take a grappling hook with a short length of rope. Oh, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want to just carry it? No, I'm going to put it in a massive, great freezer box. Strange. <sighs> strange. It is
0: very strange. And, um, yeah, it seems the two of them are looking for... Him. him, we don't know yes. his name yet, just him. They're playing the pre- and pronoun Blake, the game, yeah. Indeed, yes, and Blake reckons he knows where they're, they're keeping him. It's the oddest prison that he's ever seen.
4: My reflexes are dull. They almost fell over me before I heard them.
3: I've forgotten how useful telepathy is.
4: Oh, I must practice that, too. No sign of him? Just patrols, lots of them.
3: I think I've found where he's being kept.
4: Is it as we were told?
1: Was certainly very strange. The weirdest prison I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a fairly odd little uh, tower, isn't it? It's called Waterloo Tower or something like that. It is yeah. the
3: Waterloo Tower.
0: I'll talk to you about that in a minute, Brilliant. all right? Because as he's saying, oh, yeah, it's the strangest uh, prison I've ever seen, they're interu- interrupted by Sarkov and Tice and a guard going by in a very uh, Laurel and Hardy 1920s car.
1: Yeah, they're in Brum, and aren't they? The little radio control It car. is
0: a Brum. It is a Brum car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apologies for anyone in America or Australia or whatever. Yeah. Type in Brum CBeebies. Yep. You'll know who <laughs> we're talking about. Yes. Um. And Callie asks him, what was it? And Blake says he doesn't know. And again, there's this inference, isn't yep. there, that we're massively far in the future. You know, so far ahead that, um, you, you know, a lot of the past is forgotten. Blake doesn't know what, as Sarkov later calls it, an automobile yeah, they do that, is. they do
1: that sci-fi thing of, of saying automobile in a strange way. But Tarrant recognised a 1960s NASA lunar lander.
0: <laughs> That's a very good yeah. point. I hadn't thought about that, yes.
1: Perhaps Tarrant wouldn't yeah. recognise it when he was there. He would have said, ah, it's 1932 uh, Tora. That does four miles to the gallon.
0: (laughs) What I initially thought of when I heard Blake say that, and it's like, oh, that's very interesting. They don't know what cars are. That'd be really good if in the Blake 7 universe there are no wheeled vehicles, a bit like, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy. There were no wheeled vehicles. But then, of course, they blew that, didn't they, in um, season four where you've got trikes and... Well, they blow it in
1: season one, don't they?
0: in what? Yeah, they blow they it, it in episode
1: one because you've got the little, oh, little what, that, tram that, that golf yeah, cart, the thing. golf cart. That's got oh, wheels. Yeah,
0: they, oh all right. Forget yeah. that. But wouldn't that have be been nice yeah. that they didn't have wheel transport? That would have been really good.
1: Yeah, but then mm. this is sort of it goes back to where we're the original assumption and our assumption and our idea of Blake 7 is that everyone lived in the domed cities so why would you need yes. cars or personal mm. transport of any sort it's, you know you'd you'd be in the old logan's run uh Tram monorail trauma thing. things yeah yeah monorail yeah.
0: yeah 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 all right but next we see a group of guards including sub-commander cheney who has the distinction of being the first ever officer with that flip-up lid yes i think we've got some intruders are you sure electronic surveillance is usually
3: reliable very reliable yes Last time it turned out to be a local rodent digging a hole under one of your listening devices. We spent two hours tracing our tails on that occasion. That wasn't our fault. All right, give me the coordinates. Five, one. If they are there, then they've already penetrated two of our security perimeters. Have you got them all? Yes. Subcommander Cheney to all units this is a red alert i repeat this is a red alert electronic security reports intruders in sector three all units are now on red standby out
2: At the double move
1: it yeah it's uh, it's nice to see the flip-up lip but it you you look at the helmet <coughs> pardon me and you realize they've just hacksawed a normal helmet and and put what appears to be a hinge but obviously doesn't work and it's all falling apart it it, it's it's like uh, it's such a shame to see that sort of them doing that i notice they never show him flipping it up and down because i think it probably doesn't work
0: (laughs) it doesn't work but why why go to the trouble with this why can't he just have so to speak his helmet in his hand you know why go to all that trouble yeah just carry the helmet
1: or not wear one
0: yeah Something we see in this in this story is this is very early days Blake Seven and you see a lot of Federation guards and they are in really, really good condition. Yeah. So why go to the trouble of like knackering a helmet? He could just hold that in his hand and use his yeah. little communicator. I mean I'm sure we've know?
1: seen other episodes where that happens where you could see the officer and they've just they don't have the helmet on. You mm. know. I don't I don't know why why they bothered. Interestingly though, um if you put the subtitles on when you see the guards and they're just chatting away to each other, um, they're talking to each other about w- whether one of them saw a leopard.
0: Oh, really? Oh, I we'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah. Not cheetah.
1: No, not cheetah. No, they say leopard. Cause that's because they're incompetent guards.
0: I think cheetahs are in Sussex. Ah, and leopards right, are in of Kent. That's yeah. what it is. They're yeah. next door. Yeah. Sheep in yeah. Wales, yeah. 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 But <laughs> I like Cheney. I like his he's good, uh, yeah. very he's good. very boxy communicator yeah. that he's got. Um, again, it looks like a, a shaver or something like that. Yeah, it's, you
1: know, it's nice that we've got. He's got a bit of personality, isn't it? It's we don't see a lot of of troopers.
0: Yeah, I yeah, don't know with, who this guy is, and I, I, I've only looked up the Sarkov character. But no, he is really good. I like all all yeah. this red mobilisation and blue mobilisation and stuff like that. Again, we've said this about Trooper Par and other troopers. You just see a bit more yeah. of the grunts, don't yeah, you? Yeah, these
1: these are people. These, yeah. these uh, you know, we, it's nice to see a bit of life on. I mean, these are these are not obviously grade A troopers, are they? But you you sort of wouldn't, would you? This is a there's, there's not, no expectation that Sarkoff's not a broken man, so mm. you wouldn't waste good troopers on it.
0: No, no, no. Well, that comes along shortly, um, and shortly after this, that's when Sarkoff arrives at his prison home, which, as you say, is called the Waterloo Tower, um, and it's a place called Quex Park here in Kent. Yeah. Okay, with which has got this like medieval-style tower with this cast iron frame up on top and for the longest time i thought that was a special effect i thought there was some sort of matte painting put on this is
1: what i was going to ask you whether you've ever been there and seen it. And is that is that because i thought it might be like a tower behind it and they've gone oh if we line this up right it looks like the top parts on the castle because it doesn't look like it's there does it it doesn't
0: it doesn't look like it's there i'm going to save it for behind the scenes but yes indeed Uh we went there last year after this show started yeah It was a place of pilgrimage. We went there. It's about, what, 20 minutes drive from here? It's very close to us. Um, And it's a lovely park. You've got a lovely, like, manor house and everything. Um, But this thing, the Waterloo Tower, is basically a folly. Yeah. Okay? And it is real. You do have this medieval-style tower with this, like, iron framework on top. Um, I'll tell you more about it in behind the scenes. But what was gutting for me, but now I understand, because you know on Horizon and stuff uh, on their website, you 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 know you have people go off and they do their you know tours of quarries and locations in Blake Seven. Nobody's ever gone to this Waterloo Tower, and the reason nobody goes to the Waterloo Tower is it's actually on private land now. Okay, it never used to be, but it's private land now. You can go there. I went in and I spoke to somebody in in the manor house and they said uh, the person who, you know, know, the family that own the estate, they do do guided tours around the uh, Waterloo Tower, but it's by appointment only. Right. Okay. you can't just turn up with your camera and and take photos. It
1: presumably wouldn't be that difficult to organise a day where, you know,
0: well I do want to go back. Yeah. I really do want to go back. In but uniform. we'll talk more about just that. run on around, around the seats.
2: run around the exit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. With my grappling hook. Yes. <laughs> and my little bit of rope. Yeah. Yes. I could do that. Yes. But uh yeah, he arrives there, Sarkoff, you you know with Tice and uh right from the get-go there, um Tice is having a go at him.
1: Yeah, she's a bit bit moody, isn't she? She's uh
3: She's dropping yeah. Thank you, Tice. You may put the automobile under cover now.
4: Don't forget the base commander's gift.
3: Ah, yes. It was very courteous of the base commander, don't you think, to spend part of his leave getting this? And then to bring it all the way from Earth. He
4: values your friendship?
3: Yes, I think he does.
4: And he's a social climber. Probably works your name into every conversation. My friend, ex-president Sarkov.
3: Tice, that is the most ill-mannered remark.
4: The truth.
3: Civilization has always depended on courtesy rather than truth, and I need civilization now more than ever.
1: Yeah, she's a bit, bit moody, isn't she? She's uh,
3: she's stroppy. Yeah, I'm not.
0: Our eldest daughter is exactly really? like that right now. I'm not yes.
1: sure. What? what um, exiled to a planet and a castle. Your strict well, we're in Kent. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure on this actress. I'm not sure. I don't know whether no, I she's like her. good or bad. I don't know.
0: No, I don't mind her. I I I, I maybe yeah, maybe she might not be so good, for, but for this character, I think it suits her. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah.
1: I don't know why um Sarkov's got an Irish accent and she hasn't though.
0: Well, she's been she's been grown up in Kent. Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, true. Oh, sorry, Lindor. Yeah,
1: Lindor <laughs> eating chocolates. Um it all makes sense now, yeah.
0: They should all be obese. Everybody lives on Lindor, shouldn't they? They should and be. And bad yeah. teeth. Do you think that's why the guards... They should have no teeth yeah. and fat. That's why yeah.
1: the guards are like out of breath when they run around that small wall. It's because they've and been they eating are, chocolates.
0: Aren't they? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, yeah, straight away she thinks he's weak and she's yes. having a go at him, you know. Um, and after that we cut to the Do you the think he gets this
1: they... 24-7? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, his ears are well and truly bent. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But up on the Liberator they've detected a ship yeah. approaching. But we're going to skip all that. That this excuse me, this uh subplot. We're going to um ignore all that, okay? Yeah. Um so when we go back down to Lindor, you know, Cheney and Co they found footprints and decide to move in on the house. You already know that there are people approaching the house. And what do they do? They just like stand by the front door. These yeah. are very incompetent guards.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're obviously trying to make out this place is bigger than it is, aren't they? But even so, you've got five or six cards. Send one to each corner. Yeah. It's not difficult. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's while they're at the house, that's when Blake climbs up the wall yes, with, at the rear. with his rear.
1: grappling hook.
0: With his grappling hook. I like looking at that wall. I like looking at that house because this everything is very mossy you know yeah. back then in the 70s you know uh, where you got uh, stately homes and that they were rather neglected it's a bit like that um the doctor who one um you know uh pyramids of mars yes. and the other yeah. one where you got the big crinoid creatures you know all the houses look seeds quite of shabby doom, yeah. seeds of doom yeah they all look quite shabby and they were like overgrown and neglected weren't they in the yeah. 70s
1: yeah, yeah. Well, i mean there wasn't a lot of money in the old national trust was there so this is a, lot, a lot of these were sold off to private people like the, the, the house owned by Ringo Starr or some singer, wasn't no, it? No, it was Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger who had it. the house that yeah.
0: *Pyramids of Mars was filmed in. Yeah. They, I, yeah. I think
1: the National Trust is now, they pay towards privately owned ones as well now, don't they? Because they can't, yes. can't afford yeah, they to, to buy them. Yeah, they should
0: have been around in the 70s. They yeah. were crumbling. Oh, totally. Definitely this one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we've got this uh, dumb guard who comes along and fails to spot Blake and Callie up on the parapet there. But that's peripheral vision. You and I both know that now. That 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 can be excused, it, can't it, it? It can be,
1: yes, it can be. Um just going back to the I just remembered something from a while ago, the saying about the National Trust and crumbling buildings and being a guard. I don't know if I ever told you that I was a security guard for a, a very small fraction of my life. And one of the one of the buildings I was sent to guard and this ties in with this episode as well, Willie. Really. Uh, so one of the buildings I was sent to guard was the, uh, the, the in the video for Imagine, you know, the white room where the piano is yeah. and John Lennon's singing, very famous room. And I was sent to guard that. And it, would, it had been bought, the house had been bought by a, a, a group of Arab consortiates, and they wanted to turn it into a hotel or something. And Not space arrows. No, well, I was sort of thinking, were they space arrows? Uh, and we were sent to guard it, and it had been absolutely gutted against the because it was a, a listed building, but they'd absolutely gutted it. Um, but yeah, and I, so it, we didn't look after things back then, did we?
0: <laughs> no, we didn't. They were just left to rot, yeah. basically, weren't they? Yeah. All right. Well, Callie jumps down on the guard. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you know the story about this scene?
1: Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I imagine it was improvised at the time. And I mean, is it Callie? No, or no, is it no. Callie's stunt woman.
0: It was Callie's stunt yeah, double. Yeah. It wasn't improvised. It was there in the script, and the stunt double was on set, and she did do this. Mm-hmm. And this is painful to actually go back and watch, particularly if your DVD player can do a slow motion or frame by frame. In that. Her stunt double, who was a lady by the name of Roberta Gibbs, when she landed, she jumped down off that parapet. And it's not very high, no, no, it? it's no, like no. 15 feet, something like that. She jumps down and hits the guard. But if you watch that in slow motion, when she lands, her knee comes up and cracks her in Ooh. the chin. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, yeah. If you watch I'll that have in to slow go motion. And watch that. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And yeah, she injured herself and she had to be rushed off to uh, Canterbury Hosp- H- Hospital. Um, and it is, yeah, watch that in slow motion and you Mm. can actually see the injury happen you
1: know, (laughs) yes these people earn uh, their money
0: yes, indeed but through the magic of television and editing um, Callie kills the guard uh, by snapping his neck which is very brutal for Blake 7, I thought to actually go and kill somebody in that way yeah Yeah. Uh, and she goes off to hide the body
1: Okay. Yeah, she gets all the dirty jobs to do, don't she?
0: She does, but this is the original Callie still, isn't it? This is the Freedom Fighter Callie. This is yes. the warrior is woman Cali. This yeah. is what she does. If you want somebody to do their dirty work, don't send Blake. Don't send Avon, don't send Gan or Villa, send Cali. This yeah. is what she's used to. Callie will you know? get it
1: done. I thought rewatching these as well, i I'm sort of paying paying much more attention than I normally would. Um I, you don't realise what a, a fine looking lady Callie was yes
0: although here the uh, drizzle has like uh, dampened her yes yeah bit, all, that know?
1: perennial british drizzle seems to yeah that yeah.
0: yeah that curl is a bit limp at this point but uh, blake's managed to get inside see, see blake's and,
1: all right he's got his anorak yeah
0: he has he can put his hood up not not on that cheetah Uh, leopard affair but no blake's inside and it's tat central isn't it it's It's...
1: silver as soon as you paint i mean you as a modeler you know this as soon as you paint silver on anything it looks tacky unless it's like the the smoothest surface and you're trying to get a chrome effect never paint anything silver but unfortunately the bbc seem to think that sci-fi equals silver and it just looks awful
0: it's futuristic, isn't it, supposedly? Yeah, supposedly, and, you've got all and it this never looks it. With all this paraphernalia, you know, which is supposed to denote the fact they're far in the future, we've said time and a time again here, they could have put something contemporary at the time, it's in the future, that will have dated it. You could have had yeah. any, um, you know modern record player you didn't need to have a 30s 40s phonograph no you could have had a radiogram from the 70s it's the future it doesn't matter how uh, what what generation it comes uh, from
1: this is all i mean almost all the stuff he's got other than the um the the revolver all the stuff is sort of well they and i don't know again i don't know whether this is genius or just sloppy because they they make mention that his collection is a collection the best collection of 20th century artifacts and that this yeah. house is a, a a perfect recreation of a typical 20th century residence and uh, and you watch it and you think no no it's not mate none of this is and then you no. think actually that's really clever because they don't know that they don't know that this stuff isn't from the 20th century so this again implies that we're so far in the future that yeah that the history is gone because you know full well that if if you could ever time travel the stuff we we quite happily label as being oh this is a 16th century jug blah 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 you know that it probably isn't we're Mm. just we're basing it on supposition supposition and they would have been doing the same so i'd like i sort of like the fact whether it was intended or not that that they're sort of saying this is these are all 20th century artifacts when no they're not and this is a uh a typical 20th century residence no it's not yeah <laughs> uh, no. yeah i quite like that i think that's all right
0: very very uh true yeah. you know i mean you could have had in there amongst these stuff you know by the time they were making this you could have had um, the sex pistols yeah. album couldn't you yeah. you know and stuff like that. No, that's very good. Yeah. Um, and also the fact they are inaccurate. You could have had some, something from the Victorian era, and they just believed it was from the twentieth century. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, she's very got, good. She's
1: got a pair of jewel and flint locks, which you know they they still do make them. But you wouldn't you wouldn't Ooh. say that's a twentieth century device. It could be. Do you be, think? But-
0: yeah, do you think Sarkoff actually believes flintlocks were from the twentieth yeah, century? Yeah, I th-
1: I think they they're so far in the future that that he believes that he's this great historian and all this stuff is yeah. accurate and, and it's not. It's it's the biggest collection of old tat going. What was interesting, I've never noticed before, but watching it on um, the DVDs, which although I keep uh, running down the Dutch DVD set, it's not the the picture quality is much better than the UK DVD set. But you've just got a few other hassles, like the subtitles and that. But, but I love the fact that in the rear room, where you never really see, and you only f- fleetingly glimpse it through a doorway, there's the remains of the Churchill, famous Churchill, Winston Churchill painting, with just the bits set out. And it's such an, a, a waste of time thing to do, but it's such a nice little touch. I didn't yeah. see that. It's the first time I I've noticed it. Yeah, it's the first time I've watched this one on the the DVD because again th- th- <coughs> this is like I say this is quite a weak episode for season one so it's one that I generally would skip
0: right yeah um, me too me too so I've not I saw the gas the mask DVDs yet. yeah I saw the gas mask which I've never seen yeah, before. yeah 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 but Blake comes down he he he, he notices that phonograph yeah. you know he he looks on the d on the Dutch DVD is he playing with a regular dart? Yeah. There's something he's playing with It's just like an Eric Bristow dart. Yeah, it's dart, just a, isn't it's it? just
1: a, a you know which again, that's pretty accurate on that one. That probably is a 20th century dart. Yeah. But yeah, he's Well, late 70s yeah, definitely. Yeah. Late 70s yeah. dart. Um I I again it it's clever. I like the fact that they didn't didn't fill it all with like the Mona Lisa and things like that. It is yeah. just utter utter shoddiness. But uh <laughs> Yeah, Blake sort of looks at the phonograph. I don't think he knows what it is, does he?
0: No, not, not right yeah, now. He's is, interested, yeah. and, um, and he goes to look at a case of butterflies. Yeah. Um, and it's at that point, in comes our character.
3: Beautiful, aren't they? Earth, insects of the order Lepidoptera. Butterflies. Ah, so you're an historian, are you? No, but I did study some natural history. It's interesting, isn't it, that when that term, natural history, was originated, it referred to the study of living things. It was much later that it came to mean the study of things long since past and dead. History in its more conventional sense. You don't seem surprised to see me. I've been expecting you. Well, not you specifically, but someone. Do you know uh, what this is? Why are you expecting someone? Assassination has always been a legitimate tool of statecraft. Its respectability and public acceptance has varied from civilization to civilization, but its practical application has remained remarkably consistent. I echoes of a more civilized age. I didn't come here to murder you. You know, this is the finest private collection of 20th century Earth objects anywhere in the galaxy. Even on Earth itself, you would find no collection like it. This building is a replica of a typical residence of that period.
0: So, from that, we know that Blake knows what a butterfly is. And yeah, sarcoph- he...
1: I was going to say, doesn't he say something... I wish I'd written it down there, something about natural history.
0: Yeah, no, he says, uh, you you know, it's a butterfly, and Sarkoff goes on to say how you must be a historian... Um, and we get an inference yeah. that uh, most life forms, I suppose, are extinct on Earth because Sarkoff says once upon a time that was called natural history, but now it's just history because all these things are no longer with us, aren't they? are gone, yeah. Yeah. Which to me yeah, we, we gave presumably me a real.
1: Didn't fix global warming, yeah.
0: No, it gives me a real silent running vibe to this that the Earth is. Yeah. As. Uh, as we say, this is season one. The only time you've ever seen Earth, it's the Dome Cities. Um, here we find out that uh, pretty much uh, the majority of you know uh, flora and fauna on Earth are extinct.
1: Yeah, it's it, it again. It's just little bits like this that your brain starts to work the backstory, and it it, it, it adds so much to it.
0: Yeah, I mean right now when you're thinking about Earth, when you're in season one thinking about what yep. Sarkoff is saying about Earth, you're not thinking about thatched cottages and all these no. like, you know, grand mansion houses we're gonna have in season three. Right now, Earth is a horrible place.
1: I, I picture it I think we said before but I picture it like you've got the Dome Cities and then the cursed Earth like in two thousand A yeah. D. Yeah. The Earth is yeah. just a slag heap. It's just you yeah. know it's horrible. You can't survive outside the Dome Cities.
0: That's right. Yeah. Unless you've front, got a lovely Yeah. Saying.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Unless you've got a lovely little cottage in a nice wood,
0: <laughs> with its thatched yeah. roof. With yes.
1: thatched roof still surviving. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Sarkoff thinks Blake is an uh, an assassin, and yeah. says that he's been waiting a long time for one to come, and goes across to that phonograph, and uh, we get Tommy Still.
1: Yeah. Right, Tommy Steele. He was, a big, still was a big in hit Blake back Seven. In the day.
0: Again, again, Well, I'm presuming, and this is horrible, this is horrible.
1: I'm presuming he was cheap.
0: Yes. (laughs) He might have had a contract with the BBC and they didn't have to pay him. I don't know. But again, filmmakers, you're making something in the future. Do something that's now, you know, and that will be ancient in the future. You don't have to go back to what is old for you.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, like I think we we've in one of the previous episodes we said about like the new Star Trek movies where they use the Beastie Boys. Now, depending on whether mm. you're a fan of the Beastie Boys or it might annoy you. But that's actually that's how it should be. They should be list. He, he could have put Beyonce record on. Although, I I suppose records are coming back in, so you might have a Beyonce record. But uh, yeah, it should have been something more contemporary. Although, can you imagine yeah, if they he he could have put on? oh.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. But he could have put Ian Jury, couldn't he? He could have put Gary Newman on. um, Yeah. Or anything, Madness, anything like that, you know. But Tommy Still. I think this is the only time in Blake 7 you hear music from our time, isn't it? And it's Tommy Still. I think you're right, yeah.
1: I think you're right.
0: (laughs) Oh, good grief. You have no reference to any film. You have no reference to any TV show, any artist, any paintings, no. nothing. All we get in Blake 7 is Tommy Steele.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem right somehow, does it? But also, no. also weirdly, also feels very fitting that that's... that's. that's if ever they do, you know, you got like... Now they do the old uh, soundtrack albums that contain the music from the series, like yeah. the actual songs. So it would, it would be the Blake 7 theme, a bit of, and then Tommy Steele, and then that's yeah. it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah what i love also is is while sarkov is listening to tommy still um, he says about that it's echoes from a more civilized age he says yeah you know now Has ever he says tommy that Tommy
1: still civilized before
0: yeah no, hmm. he says it in quite a winsome way and the winsome way he says it um, to me, is more than a passing uh, resemblance to how Ben Kenobi in the very first Star Wars yeah. film says to Luke how a lightsaber is a weapon from a more civilized age. Is this a coincidence or not? Do you think?
1: Uh, where are we date-wise? They they could have well, seen Star Wars. They could have well seen Star Wars by the time this. they made this. Yeah. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. And that do idea you th- so of do you pinching think, things.
1: Yeah. So do you think Sarkoff was originally a sort of Kenobi' more Kenobi-style figure, you know, exiled warrior type. What listening to know, Tommy Steele?
0: I'd have loved Tommy Steele to be in the first Star Wars film in Ben Kenobi's hut. He's playing Tommy yeah. Steele. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Yeah,
0: it would have. Yeah, but Blake says he's not an assassin. Um, but Sarkoff keeps ignoring him, and he goes on to say that. The place, as you say, is the largest collection of uh, 20th century artefacts uh, housed in an authentic setting. Now, yeah. I've lived in the 20th century. I've never lived in a house that looked like that.
1: No, no, I haven't myself. It, I think it would have been better if they'd have had them in a little council flat. A tower block. Yes. They a tower use that. block. <laughs> but that, again, yeah, again, it's nice that it's... You can even read, read that it's just silly, or you could read into it that he, they, he thinks that. He thinks he's such a crappy historian. Yeah,
0: because it's so far in the future. Yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Do you know what this is, he says, as he holds up uh, yeah. a weapon. He strokes it, doesn't he? Strokes he strokes it. He does, he yeah. does. And I like the way, you know, Gareth Thomas, he says, oh, a projectile weapon, with a bit yeah. of a smile on his face. Because he doesn't think for one minute that that's actually going to work. Does he? But it's not loaded, is it?
1: Well it's also it's also bla and this is I love this about Blake, but he Blake is such a uh an idealist that he thinks that the minute he says what he's there for to Sarkoff, that sarkoff will be I'm joining your Believe fight. It. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And it, it I'd love the way Gareth Thomas plays this, That. Yeah, he's he's t- no fear whatsoever that this no, is a weapon. No, it's a because, projectile weapon. Yeah, <laughs> he thinks his his, yeah, as soon as he says he's Blake, he feels that Sarkov should go. Right, I'm with you, mate. Yeah, and it's it's lovely <laughs> that he's, he's not. But yeah, I yeah, it's, no, a, it's a gorgeous
2: scene.
0: No, no, it's it's really good. But it's not loaded, you know. Sarkov, you know, pulls the trigger to show no. it, and uh, Blake again tries to explain why he's there, but s- still not getting anything. But that's when Tice comes in with two very, uh, Adam and the Ant flintlocks. Yeah. Very
3: good. I meant what I said. Put those down, Tice. I'm afraid they do work. I said, put them down.
4: I heard what you said. I heard every feeble, self-pitying word. Why should they send assassins for you? You're already dead, Sarkov. Before I kill you, who are you and what do you want?
3: I came here to take President Sarkov back to his people.
0: I've seen these in standard deliver. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I like me a flintlock. Um, one of nothing my f- wrong with a no, flintlock. No, one of my favourite. Apart looking from guns. the
0: band, do you remember the oh band? Oh God, flintlock. yeah. It used
1: to be in looking. There used to be posters of in flintlock in. Yeah, do you remember? Flintlock. Ugh, awful, awful. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Long haired <laughs> layabouts. Um, the, the only thing with flintlocks, and I can't. Can't say this is the only program. Almost every program does it. Is this like she's threatening him? Uh, he's in no danger. She's not cocked them. They're no. useless. They're not. <laughs> they're not single-action pistols. You have to cock them. You, ha- yeah. you know, they're they're the most. You could just turn around and take them off her. Um, but to be fair, they do it in every. Even Sharp used to. They used to have people with either open pans or uncocked pistols, and it's like oh. oh, you, oh. Noise annoys me.
0: <laughs> all right, but Blake says he's there to take Sarkoff yes. back to his planet. And uh, meanwhile, the missing guard has been found. And, Callie uh, didn't do a good know, job. No, Cheney. you know, you've just found a guard with his neck broken, hidden in some bushes. Mm. And all he says is, oh, two more of you go around the back. Yeah. You know, which they do. And they fail to spot the dangling rope there.
1: Yeah, they're... they're... They're letting themselves down at every scene, aren't they, these guards?
0: Yeah, they're not doing themselves a service no. at all. No. Um, Sarkov is still saying he won't go back, and that's when Callie comes in.
3: You don't understand. Nick? She's with
4: me. I did tell you that. Are there any more?
3: No, just Callie.
4: Something has alerted the guards. Are we safe in here? Yes, but I'll go and check. Could you hide the box? Of course. Is he ready?
3: Well, Callie, must I listen to you too? No. Have you no opinions?
4: None. You are needed to unite your people.
3: I see. Facts, not opinions.
4: Would we have risked our lives for an opinion? Hmm.
3: What do you think of my collection?
4: It is most uh, impressive.
3: Impressive only? Ah, but then your people don't originate from Earth, do they?
4: My people are the Auron.
3: Yes, I remember in my last years of office we received an ambassador from Aron. His name was... Lee Han. Yes, Lee I remember how alone he seemed.
4: He did not return to us.
3: Because he failed. Because I failed him? I wanted that alliance.
4: So did we. To resist the
3: Federation. You seem to have shifted your ground somewhat since then. I was leader of the planetary government in Lindor for five years. During that period, I resisted political pressure to join the Federation, even from factions within my own party. Eventually, I decided to settle the issue by trying to get a vote of confidence. So I called election.
4: And he was beaten.
3: Of course he was beaten, my friend. I was totally annihilated. Complete rejection. And... I think it's good for Callie to get some
0: attention, you know, and, um, you know, she got some dialogue there mm, and a nice lot of lines, even though it's only because, you know, to say how a representative of Auron had visited Sarkoff when he yeah. was president of Lindor. And that's when we find out that the planet was resisting urges to join the Federation. And again, this is early Blake 7, yeah. where it's not the Empire from Star Wars. You know, there are political machinations behind the scenes to get a planet to you know cooperate and become part of you isn't it
1: yeah this is i i love this stuff because so this whole plan is to is so that they can have a pretext to send peacekeeping in quotation marks troops in and it's like a seven-year plan to all this is very complicated so that they have an have a legitimate excuse to send troops in mm. which is much more believable and much more adult and much more li- than that they just take it over stormtrooper wise there's there's yes. repercussions to this political world it's more akin to the like the great houses fighting in june than it is to empire and rebels of star wars it's yes. so much cleverer and i'm not knocking i mean i love i love a bit of star wars but it's not. You're not watching it for the for the political background in Star Wars. No. You're watching no. it for the adventure and that. Uh, uh, but this this is. Uh, I it, it's really. I mean, it's quite a. It's it's quite an elaborate plan they've got. But it's quite a clever plan. And in season three and four, there would be no need for this plan. Mm. This whole, you know, what I mean, this whole episode, they, they, you would have had Blake beaming down to 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 stop an invasion or whatever. It's. I much prefer this. This is this is clever, clever world building in words, which yes. and that's what the BBC used to do really, really well.
0: World building in words that perfectly sums up season one. Yeah, thank you for that, Ian. Yeah, yeah. But they held it. They held an election, and uh, Sarkoff was, you know, crushingly defeated, and he ran in, ran away, yeah. much to Tice's disgust. Um, and that's when Blake tells him that the planet is now on the edge of civil war. And when the fighting breaks out, that's when the Federation will move in. They'll put in a peacekeeping force and take over the planet. You know, all very legitimately, all very calmly. You know, it's not an invasion or yeah. anything like that, you know. And uh, that's, um, Sarkoff doesn't believe him over all this. But that's when Blake plays his trump card The the Lindor strategy, he says, and it seems, you know, they've got, you know, this uh, information through a, uh, you know, through AURAC, that uh, the result of the election was rigged to get rid of him and he'll be returned as a puppet leader once the Federation are in control.
1: Yeah. So do you think this this is the same sort of strategy they used in um, Traitor? So, very much that, so. I was th- I was thinking traitor, construct. and also yeah, and yeah I was also thinking,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I was also thinking of a story we haven't uh, discussed yet, uh, Horizon, where you have a puppet leader of a planet that the Federation yeah. want to control. We're going to be talking about that in 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 due course. Um, but no, I I think it's terrific stuff. Um, Blake says that Sarkoff is the only yeah. one who can <clears throat> reunite the planet. But Tice says he's broken and he won't go with them. And that's when Sarkov says, I'm not putting on a bracelet. I'm not going with you at all. And Tice gives Blake an explosive device, which I know that. I remember that yeah. from my college years. That is a metallic blue capacitor that they've stuck some bits on, and apparently this is some sort of explosive device, okay? And they decide well, to use the car... To be, to be car. fair, a
1: capacitor can be a dangerous thing.
0: We used to charge them up. Yeah. Yeah, we, we used to slowly dish, uh, uh, charge them up and then walk past someone and just discharge them across their yeah. buttocks, usually, <laughs> <laughs> to make them jump up in the air. Yeah, but no, they're going to go using that automobile... As Sarkoff calls it. And um, that's when we get to the point where Blake resorts to bully boy tax- tactics uh, to get Sarkoff to go by smashing his record.
3: All of it. Piece by piece. Now! Please. All right. All right. All right, I'll come. Put that back on.
1: I mean, there's a couple of things here. One is Blake's never seen these before. How did he know that would smash like that? That would have been it would have been very silly for him if he had whapped it against the thing and it would have just gone <laughs> <laughs> dong or come back and hit him yeah. in the face. He, how does he know that A record smash and B record smash in that specific televisual way? Yeah, true. But the uh, yeah, which is, you know, it's like I was watching that thinking why is he doing it? Why would he know that? But this is also, yeah, Blake has a, I mean, we've said before, he has a bit of a bullying streak. So he will always go in with the, trying to convince people, trying to persuade people, trying to, very. But then there's always that rod of iron at the back of him, like you know when yeah. he threatens, um, threatens to destroy the surgeon's hands and yep. thing. You know, we've seen it a few times, um, and I, I quite like that 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 he's not. He's not the goody-goody two-shoes. No. That be. You you would never get the Doctor in Doctor Who at this time doing this.
0: It the Doctor would never threaten to, no. to you know destroy someone's hands. No. if you don't he, do he what would, I say, he would
1: threaten them in a silly way, but then immediately counteract it, you know, by saying something like, "This is," and I've no doubt that Blake would have. Had someone destroyed the surgeon's hands, or done it himself, and he would go through all these, uh presumably, very uh pricey and you know rare artifacts because they hold no value to Blake. Blake's political yes. ends—that's the entire value, isn't it? I'd that's a, all he wants. Yeah, I'd often, I'd, I'd, I'd have liked to have seen Blake get his his dream of a a democratic. Get a planet, galaxy, because I don't think he'd have known what to do with it.
0: No, no,
1: and I, I, could see him going right there. You go, you've got democracy, nothing to do with me now. <laughs> he would, he would, yeah, he would do a Boris Johnson and just screw everything up, and then go, ah, it's not my, not my fault. No, 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 no. and
0: walk away. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 very good. Yeah, but uh, after that, we get the worst escape by car ever. <laughs> yeah. Um. 'Cause it that car doesn't go more than what, a brisk walking yeah, speed. I,
1: I I'm a very unhealthy lazy man and I could run faster than that.
0: <laughs> it's oh, it's dreadful. The fact that they've got to, uh, you know, start it yeah. with a manual. starter I love. Yeah. At
1: the front. Ne- never get, never do a fast getaway with a car. You've got to use a starting crank handle for.
0: Where are the guards in this? Yeah. You've got guards all around the house. Oh, oh but they're all at God the back, sake. aren't
1: they? Because there was a bonfire going off. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, they just the stood looking at a bonfire. Twenty feet going, oh. away. There wasn't oh, a bonfire here ten minutes ago. What This could is the worst do? bit of this yeah. story. Yeah.
0: It's it's oh no, it's dreadful. It's dreadful. And yeah, now off they go. They trundle down. That's Black Park, by the way. That's not in Kent. Yeah, um, you're just the, you're just trying to hammer that home, home aren't you? Oh, very...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, why didn't I think of that? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, no, they go down, and, uh, yeah, they crash through a checkpoint. Can I just say, uh, the only time I've been to Black Park, which was oof, 10 years ago, something like that, we paid a visit, a homage to the Hammer films that were made there and the Superman film and the James Bond. There was indeed a checkpoint on that road. Yes. Um, I don't know what it was set up for. At the time, there was a unit off to one side. One of the car parks was filled with uh, the production crew for a Harry Potter film. But, uh, yeah, there was indeed a Russian checkpoint (laughs) all set up. I'll put the photo on Facebook of our children at our Russian checkpoint in Black Park park but yes they uh, they smash through that but they teleport just before don't they and you don't see the car crash into the teleport no. you've got very unconvincing sound effects and acting to show that yeah, it's, had it, crashed.
1: it's the cheapest crash ever because <laughs> it happens terrible. off screen and all you hear is tom and jerry <laughs> yeah, type yeah, yeah, noises. yeah yeah no it's terrible i love as well the, the guard in the middle of the shot Overreacts something shocking, so he throws his hands up in front of his helmet. It's like, Ah, it's so bright! And the others have just stood there.
0: Yeah, you're wearing a helmet, mate. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> yes. But we're gonna fast forward now, uh, right to the very end, okay? We're gonna skip over all the Liberator stuff with Sar- uh, Sarkoff and Tice, um, because that's gonna be in our Space Pirate um, episode, okay? Uh, to the very end, where Sarkoff becomes the hero again, because um he uh yeah he becomes a hero g- again because uh his daughter we now find out yes. Tice is his is his daughter um is in threat, so he finally shoots the leader doesn't he
1: yeah she um she's letting her hair down literally
3: <laughs> sarkoff. Shoot him. We don't have a quarrel.
4: Shoot him now!
3: Throw it
1: away. You couldn't kill me in time to save her. A reflex, a dying spasm, and she's gone.
4: Shoot him, father. You owe it to me. You owe it to our people.
3: Put it down, Sarkoff. You can't win. You haven't got the will for it.
2: Do it! Stop it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. it it's quite nice i mean it it shows the the previous few scenes of space Arabs for the nonsense it is, but yeah it's quite quite a nice that they 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 say this is his daughter, and i again, I can't remember from when I originally saw it whether that was like a surprise or or a shock um it makes it makes perfect sense in the story and um he it's sort of the only thing he really wants is her respect isn't it that yes that that she so he he it's not blake's threats it's not blake's uh, cajoling it's purely that she asks him to do it face to face isn't it and it's so sort of, and you're right that's you say about your teenage girl, this is this is exactly what I mean, she's a bit old to be acting like this, but I don't know. Their their lifespan might be different. Um, but yeah, she acts very much like a teenager when teenagers do do this sort of thing where mm. where they're waiting for you to say the exact specific thing they want before, yes. even if it's something they want to do as well, you've got to ask it in the right way. or Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's nicely written. It's nicely written. No, no,
0: no. No, it's a very good moment. Yeah. Yes. And yes, yeah. Um, space Arab is dispatched and uh, we get to see lindor did you recognize lindor
1: uh i i didn't but i'm sure we've seen it before i we have yeah.
0: seen it before it's phosphoran oh, right. from killer yes it's yeah, exactly I, the same planet
1: the the planets tend to blend <laughs> blend into to me <laughs> um one question I, I mean you you know your your guns and things like that was that a, a wealth of ppk that she was that she had in her boot and that? he shot i did space arrow number one with. yeah i thought Ooh, it was I've got,
0: I've got to go and look yeah
1: which is also i mean they probably picked it because it's like a bomb gun but it's actually i mean it's it's quite a nice tie-in to the whole um sort of fascist secret police you know because the gun was done was mm. made for that mm. um yeah I, I thought it was quite clever but then it might not be and i might be just in sort of <laughs> imposing all these All these clever things onto them that they never... They just went and got a gun from a cupboard.
0: Yeah, (laughs) okay. All right. Well, after that, you know, he and Ty say goodbye. And for once in this show, we actually get a happy ending, don't we? Um, Even though we have had some deaths, we've had one guard down on the planet die and several um, space Arabs up on the Liberator. but 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 it is a happy ending. Yeah,
1: and they were foreigners, weren't they? So... It was the 70s.
0: It was the 70s. And at the very, very end of it, we get this simmering jealousy.
1: Yeah. From
0: uh, from, from, from Jenna nowhere. and Callie because of Tice. You know, do you think this, wishing Blake yeah, well. Yeah, do you
1: think this was a, an attempt to try and put in something for Jenna and, and perhaps they were going to introduce more of a romance between them or whatever? Because it. I don't know. Cause also it's there's, all very 70s. Yeah, and there's nothing in the episode that suggests that. Tice is attracted to Blake, or Blake is attracted to her. They don't. They no, barely no. sort of register words together, do they? It's it's very strange.
0: It's it. Mm, yeah, it is odd. It they is should have
1: odd. had Blake turn around when they when they start saying it. Turn around, put his hands on his hip and say, "Woman, stop that."
0: <laughs> no, we're too. The love of Blake is that. to be shared.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's the story over so uh behind the scenes all right now this has got quite a convoluted story oh. this uh this story yes the script that terry nation turned in originally it was very very under length
1: okay? <laughs> you surprised me yeah.
0: <laughs> it was basically a first draft and it only came in at 23 pages long wow. all right which is not long for a one hour or a you know a 50 minute uh, show Um, And it was down to Chris Boucher to fill the script out, okay, Uh, to make sure it could come up to the full running time, okay? Now, Tice is a total and utter Chris Boucher invention, okay? Tice was not in the Terry Nation original one, okay? Um, Nor was the whole uh, Escape by Car nor all the getting in and out the building by rope, okay? That was all padding put right. in by Chris Boucher, okay?
1: So, <laughs> so Nation's bits were the bloody awful bits. Yeah, the bits yeah. on the
0: Liberator, basically, yeah. yes. Yeah, but once they had done that, because, of course, as you know, you know, with Blake 7, they, they did the location filming first, then the studio yeah. stuff, okay? But once they had done all the location filming, they were only 46 minutes of recording time instead of the 50 that they needed okay right and so to pad things out that's when they put in sarkoff listening to his records you know the tommy still yeah. and that other blow the wind down or whatever that is that other song yeah, that he was listening down, to yeah. you know okay and <laughs> the whole idea of blake breaking the records that was a late addition to bulk things out a bit more as well okay so once they had all done that in rehearsals and worked it all out, okay, they were still one minute short. Okay, they were only at fi- uh, you-, you know forty-nine minutes. Yeah. They needed another minute, and something that we're not going to talk about now. We're going to talk about that when we get to the space pirates. Is uh, some of the dialogue between Gareth Thomas and uh, Paul Darrow that was made up during um, rehearsals to actually bulk it up to the full 50 minutes, okay? Wow.
1: That's, that's, mm. It's so interesting, that, because I didn't know any of that. Um, mm. And that's so interesting, because I love the way that, that television programs are made like this, that the, the the things you think are the best in an episode can turn out to be made up on the spot. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Terry Nation's original script was A, all the, the terrible bits, and B, all the stuff I thought would was had in on the liberator episode like the the constant terry nation trope of trying to get someone out of a an explosive device and on that was all that was all actually in there and planned
0: that was original yes this
1: is i mean i i love uncle terry i love the stuff he's done but he was a shockingly lazy writer wasn't he Mm, he really was yeah wow
0: okay all right well let's move on Sarkoff's residence on the planet Lindor. Yes, we've said before, Quex Park. Yeah, which is just outside Birchington, okay, in Kent here. Okay, as I say, it's about twenty minutes from me. All right, um, it's a lovely place, you know. It looks, it, it, it,
1: looks nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's got lots of beautiful gardens and fields and stuff. It's got a big main house and. Um, you've got this thing well there's a number of follies built on the land and one of them is the waterloo tower okay yep. and that was actually built in 1819 okay and uh, it stood all yep. by itself in a field okay with a fence to keep out the sheep from going in there and messing it up okay and uh, the cast iron spire that's on that that was added about a year later okay uh by a, a a guy who lived in sandwich just down the road okay and um it was built like a meccano set okay this the, this iron uh tower thing all these uh cross pieces all held yeah. together you, you you know in much the way a meccano set had done okay? what, what
1: was the purpose of the tower then <laughs> just as a there was it no nice purpose.
0: It, it, it was just... That's what follies were, weren't they? That's you, the, you know, that's the, the big landowners. It's a folly,
1: isn't it, I suppose?
0: Yeah, a folly is yeah. a folly. Yeah. It, it's done to just... Yeah, it's one upmanship, isn't yeah. it? And it's to say to the next person down the road who's got a lot of land, yeah. oh, look what I've done. You try and do that. It's the, the modern equivalent now coming up at the end of this year is when you get um, people, you know, in a street... Put out their external uh, Christmas decorations, and the people next door have to one better it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I suppose. Yeah, yeah
1: I suppose it, it's the it's the sort of eighteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth century version of of having a. a Penis mobile car, isn't it? It's yeah, it really is. <laughs> it is, it's, it's so, one up and shit. Yeah. So, was this What did he make it? Because it's called the water, it's called Waterloo, so and it was built 1819, so four years yeah. after the Battle of Waterloo. It was, was all to it, commemorate all to, that, right.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's all part of that. So, he well. makes something
1: yeah. that is almost but not quite entirely unlike anything actually in the area of Waterloo, <laughs> well absolutely, done. yeah.
0: But it is very distinctive, you oh, know, yeah, and this. the I fact like you've got that, that, that really it it looks weird you've got like a medieval tower with a very yeah. Victorian looking you know tower on top of it you know and as I say when I first watched it I thought that was a map painting or something but no it's real you can go there you can visit the grounds um, it's not very expensive you can have a walk around but you have to look at this Waterloo Tower from a distance and as I say, I, I, I asked somebody about it, and you can go and visit it, but you have to make an appointment. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea to actually say, oh, well, I'm here because of Blake 7. That might put them off a bit, you know.
1: Because yeah, right yeah, now you never know how they're going to take it.
0: Well, especially as um, in 1896, one of the family there, uh, they had it consecrated. Okay, and somebody was buried in it, and that's what it is now. The family that owns the whole uh, park—that's their uh, family mausoleum. Okay, so yeah, you, you you have to approach it in a bit of a different way now.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be uh, stumping about in a Federation Guard <laughs> uniform, going pew pew with my bracelet really? on yeah.
0: and my anorak walking around, you know, yeah. the family graveyard. Yeah, that is that would be a bit disre- disrespectful. I still want to go back though. I'd like to go back though yeah. um, because <coughs> apparently um, when they went to make this uh, this uh, story, as we were saying in the seventies. Respect for old buildings was not as it is now. And they were allowed to go in there. The BBC were allowed to go in there and film and have, you know, Gareth Thomas climbing up a wall on his little bit of rope. And uh, they replaced the doors and they painted them uh, white and gold, which uh, apparently for years afterwards, they never changed it. They kept the white and gold doors that they had painted.
1: Perhaps they thought it looked futuristic.
0: Maybe they did. Maybe they hmm. did. So that's Quex Park. Um, maybe sometime in the future on the Facebook page, I will return in my anorak and bracelet to have a photo taken there. Maybe with a bit of rope climbing up the wall. You never know. Yeah, with,
1: with a grappling hook and a, and a sandwich container. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, T.P. McKenna, who played uh, Sarkov. Yes. Do you know him from much?
1: Uh, I know him from Doctor Who, Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Uh, I know he was a, a very respected actor because um, mm. when he guested on Doctor Who, everyone was sort of cock-a-hoop about that they, they could get such a, uh, a a good actor and then he was awful in that, but there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's good. He's he's thoroughly believable. He um, he had a touch of the soaps about him, so I don't know what He that's did, cause he he's did. he's a Shakespearean actor, perhaps. Yeah. The-
0: the trouble with T.P. McKenna is I always confuse him with uh, an actor by the name of Dennis Quilly, who has been Oh yes, for yeah. a lot. I don't know yeah, why. Right. I always merge the two.
1: Do we know what T.P. stands for?
0: Terence Patrick. That's a guess. It's
1: a good job it wasn't Terence Charles Patrick. It had been T.C.P. McKenna. Again, a joke <laughs> that no one outside the UK is going to No gonna... one else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> From that time. Very good, good. yeah. Um. Yeah, I always mistake him with Dennis Quilly. I don't know him from much. I always look at him and think, oh, I know you from somewhere. But when I actually look at it, no, I don't. I don't. No. And his, just, his he, genre tally is... He's got that
1: sort of face, is, I suppose, doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe, yes. His genre tally is only nine, okay, which is really quite low, okay. Um. Mm. He The first thing he was in was uh, Adam Adamant Lives, Okay. Then he was yep. in the Avengers. Everyone seemed to be in that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, the Avengers. He was in three times, and yeah, he definitely has a face and a oh. uh, an acting style for the Avengers. I think.
1: Yes. Yeah. Perfect for that. Playing some sort of uh, some eccentric. Uh, yeah. British person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Next, he was in Randall and Hopkirk. Okay. Uh, then Jason King yep. okay then uh, a Nigel Neal thing which comes up from time to time on this show uh, Beasts
1: yeah okay. oh yes I've got that I'm trying to think which one he's in
0: have you got it oh, I'll have to what, look it, it up because I got that
1: on uh, DVD yeah it's really it's good to see it. yeah I got it on DVD uh, that uh, madly expensive box set they did a, a, a little All bit right. back Um but I, I, yeah, I picked it up at a boot sale quite cheaply. Um, but it's actually a good series. It, it, it holds up in the storytelling and the writing. It doesn't really hold up in the way it's filmed. It's so seventies. It's unbelievable. Right,
0: right. No, I, I, I haven't watched that since it came out. So that would be a good thing yeah. to go back to. Uh, next thing, Blake Seven, here, and then as you say, Doctor I remember him Who. In that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then Doctor yeah. Who, greatest show in the galaxy. Okay. Yes. So that that gives him a genre genre tally of nine, a Who tally of one, which is quite low now. Um, to begin with, that would be quite yeah, high, but not, now it's, it's quite good. low. That's no, no. All right. Yeah. It's and, weird how uh, the
1: same the same sort of programmes keep coming up again and again, and like Randall Hopkirk. Uh, yeah. Avengers, that sort of thing. They, yeah, they must have gone through so many British actors at the time that everyone ended up appearing on it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It is going to be interesting when we get to the end of this show to see what the final tallies are on Facebook for the genre, you know, the Anderson, the Who, the Star Wars, etc, yeah. etc, you know?
1: T- total up per program, see which, which other program had the most number of Blake 7 uh, people in it.
0: Well, episode one hundred, yep. which I'm thinking is gonna be the very last episode we ever do of this. Um yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: we'll, ah. it'll be it'll be the one for the statistic buffs. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: the statistic I can't say yeah. it. Statisticians.
1: Yeah, Statisticians. that sounds about right.
0: I think that's about right. All right, okay. All right, so that's it. That's our story over. Sarkov yes. is over um before we talk about what we're going to do next time uh another shout out
1: good i like shout outs
0: i never tell you about the no you never do, do I? I
1: i you keep me in a cupboard don't you just between recordings, you the yeah.
0: sunday afternoon about two o'clock i let yep. you out the cupboard yep starved of affection
1: from... i am <laughs> running yes, around your feet attention. yeah
0: Yes, 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 yes. All right. So yeah, no. Shout out time. Um, this time to C R G one eight one nine. Okay, who has left a unusual lovely? Name, yes. Yeah, very unusual, but he's left a lovely five star rating oh, on we like iTunes.
1: Him. We like him. How I many uh, is that now? Which
0: we do like. Yes, <laughs> I I think we've got seven, seven. five star ratings. Okay. Wow. Every time anybody leaves a rating and leaves a comment, I'll mention it. We've had seven so far, but only three, I think, have actually left a comment, including CRG1819, who said, uh, what did he say? We're an enjoyable show. The hosts love the subject, and it shows. So, yeah, thank you, CRG1819. That was very nice to see that uh, yesterday, yeah very
1: nice. It is and it's nice we we said it before we say it again. It's nice to see a comment as well because it's I mean I five star ratings love them all day long. But yeah, put a little comment in. Um just hmm. you know, stoke our little egos. We we don't yeah. we don't get much praise, do we?
0: But we don't need the praise just to know that you're out there, yeah. you know, to hear that you're, you know, making the dinner while listening to us that's lovely the fact that's the fact yeah the
1: fact that someone has made the effort even of clicking on a link (laughs) to listen to us drivel (laughs) on
0: that's enough for us
1: yeah that does that does uh, that does make me feel quite emotional while thinking of that yeah it's you know (laughs) and that people enjoy it is even better yeah
0: yeah yeah even better yeah so thank you everybody out there yeah and uh yeah, if you want to contribute, come over to Facebook, you know, join in, let us know what you think. It hasn't got to do anything uh, with anything to do what we're talking about at the moment. Anything, anything Blake yeah. Seven. Yeah, just post it on up there. Or even
1: not Blake Seven. We'll talk about anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, me and Ian, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and we haven't asked Mark to do anything this week. We haven't. No. no Perhaps that's he could a good come point. around and cut your grass.
0: All right, Mark, can you come yeah. and cut my grass, please? Yeah. My hedge needs trimming as well. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. And you
1: can, right, wear, okay. you can wear Eric's <laughs> uniform while you're doing it.
0: <laughs> I'll give you my anorak and bracelet while yeah. you're doing it. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay, everybody. Thank you. That's the end of the show. So join us next time. We're off, of course, back to season two. And uh, we're going to take a look at the seedier side of the Blake 7 universe as we go on to do it discuss Largo so uh, join us next time thank you everybody, thank you Ian no
1: problem, thank you very much
0: let's get out of here,
1: thanks then,
2: bye bye